Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 255. Today we'll be talking about TV, including Miss Marvel, movies, including Hustle and Emergency, and as always, the week in sports, the week in Funko and collecting, weekly Star Wars moment, and our weekly random movie and song recommendations. But before I go any further, it's the news. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Uh, might be a short one. I know we broke up the, like the last two like episodes it. pretty short. But um, uh, before I go, before we go forward with anything else, I hear her in the background. But Jade is back in the house. What's up? Hey. How's it going? Yeah, yeah. She definitely will have something to say about uh, Miss Marvel. That and uh, she joined me just real quickly on the uh, NBA check-ins. All right. But, um, yeah, we're going to start it off there, everybody. Um, I know we're kind of going out of order, but um, it's the big thing that's going on right now. But uh, the NBA finals. Uh, I only see minutes of them. I never really... <laughs> sit down there while I'm at work when these games are on. So I, I catch the ending of it because it's usually right when I'm about to clock out. But uh, I did crank out another little uh, check-in uh, with uh, my coworkers. And if you guys awesome. heard that first one we did, it's the same stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what, uh, what what what's your feelings on what's going on and what is this all this noise about uh, Draymond? Okay, so yeah, I can cover both. Uh, for me, man, this is such an up and down series, and I feel like every game we're like fighting for our lives. Uh, as a Warriors fan, that is, we started off the series good, but then it was bad. Uh, we were up twelve going into the fourth quarter, and then the Celtics literally had a historic. Never been done before quarter. They shot like 90% from three, which is just impossible. And uh, they stormed back and won, stole game one. So we needed game two. We got game two. Then we go on the road to Boston. Game three, we want to get back home court. But no, Boston goes up 2-1. And then that makes game four a must win. And then uh, the chef himself, Steph Curry, uh, saving our lives. Um, it's not uh, an exaggeration to say it was probably his biggest game of his career. Obviously, the finals are the games with the biggest stakes, and it was his best finals performance ever. Um, he was good in our first championship, uh, 15 uh, but not even he didn't even put up enough stats. To, he didn't even win finals MVP that year. It was Andre Iguodala 
then in uh, 17 and 18, obviously we had, we had Durant and uh, Curry would defer to Durant as a scorer. He led the way in scoring. So he won finals MVP in 17 and 18. So uh, 19, obviously we lost to the Raptors because Clay and Durant both got hurt in that series. So, uh, and then gone two years and now we're back again. And yeah, it's, this is like him at his apex. Like this is the best he's ever played without him. We would have been sunk. He put up 43. We won by 10, but it was closer than that. Um, under a minute to go, it was like a, between a four and a six point game with under a minute to go. And, uh, yeah. So the fact that Steph put up those 43, it was incredible. It was so needed. On the Draymond side, he's been key in this whole dynasty run ever since the 14-15 um, season and the championship. But this is indeed probably some of the worst uh, he's played. He's been really struggling. He hasn't been able to get it going offensively. Uh, defensively, he had a good game, game two. But other than that, uh, he's really been struggling. Other than that, he's just a guy that if you're not a Warriors fan, people love to hate. Um, he has a past of like, they always go to this one play, even though it was, and this is probably me just being a Warriors fan. It was accidental, but he literally like kicked Steven Adams in the groin and other people would say like, well, he kicked him in the groin. How accidental could it be? But he, he was in the air and his leg was flailings, but obviously everybody goes to that. And um, he's just a guy with a loud mouth, but honestly, in my opinion, any team, it doesn't matter if it's the Warriors or whoever, like you need that guy, that loud mouth who's going to speak up. Cause if you go around the rest of the team, guys like Steph, Clay, Andrew Wiggins, they're all like, more calm guys, more, you know, quiet, calm guys. And you need somebody with a, with a big mouth who's going to talk crazy, who's going to get in the other team's face. And uh, that's what Dre does for us. He's always done everything in between the small stuff. And, you know, even this series, even though he struggled, like he's in the Celtics face, he's like telling, you know, Grant Williams, like, you wish you were me. You want to be me. You ain't me. You know, things like that. Like, you need somebody like that, that that guy that's not going to back down, the uh, intimidator. So, but yeah, I mean, he's struggling, but, uh, you know, he does so much for us. So, and uh, it's all ahead of us right now. I mean, obviously, it's the decisive game five Monday back in the Bay. Warriors got to have it. Once again, I like I said, it feels like every game has been must win because, if you were to lose this, you then go down in the series 3-2 back to Boston. They have a chance to close in six. Uh, they can win in six. So we have to get this. And then we got two shots to finish. If we get game five, game six back in Boston, if they get it, then it'll go to a winner-take-all game seven, and that happens in the Bay. So that's the way it goes. Cool. But uh, – Oh, I feel like we really need this game five. And that's how it's been like every game. Since we lost one, we needed two. We lost three, we needed four. So <laughs> that's what I was watching these one guys. They were saying the Warriors got to win this next one or that's it. Yeah, so. yeah. It'll be quite tough. Not impossible, but quite tough. You'd have to go to Boston, win that. Then you get the winner take all game seven back home. But if you're going to lose at home, like, uh, 
it'll be tough to go all the way back cross country, that hostile Boston crowd. Uh, that's been another storyline. I don't know if you've heard, um, they, unlike a lot of other crowds, the other, only other one, it's funny because we'll talk about it here in hustle. The Philly crowd is known to be quite rowdy too, but, uh, Boston has always been, uh, one of the rowdier crowds and, uh, they've got, uh, the curse chance going f you draymond f you clay this and that and uh obviously that makes the uh networks this this airs not just on espn obviously it airs on abc and uh, i know that's a fcc fine that uh, they're forcing on these uh networks or maybe they can talk their way out of it it's, I mean, it's not a, it's not up to i mean what are they gonna do just go to silent no it's not no, no. it's not the yeah the network's fault that the fans are screaming yeah. and cussing. I mean, look at Raw, man. They're all screaming uh, bullshit or whatever. They, they, it's rare that they yeah, say yeah. the F word on, on on Raw or SmackDown. But it's because rare they, they all, anybody in the NBA does. They, they do it's the very whole, rare, actually. <laughs> so They do the holy shit chants and all that, and that's always on the air, but Right. I don't know. I mean, I've been to live events that were on TV where people are screaming the F word, but I don't know if they catch it. There is a delay, but I don't know. But when you got the whole stadium uh, screaming it, I guess it's kind of hard to. Yeah. And the commentators like nervously like, oh, uh, yeah. So this is a passionate Boston crowd. I just wish uh, they'd limit the profanity and you're going to hear it raining down. Uh, the crazy yeah. thing is, Dre, like, honestly, I think as an athlete, I think when people are like, damn you, like they're against you, that motivates you, honestly. I think the thing that probably scares you as an athlete is when you're at home and you're not getting it done and you can feel that nervous energy in the crowd like, oh, my God, what is going on? You hear the murmuring. Uh, that can get to you. But like when somebody's like, you suck, like. That, you know, probably gets you going. <laughs> yeah. But there, there ain't nothing they could do about the fans. Right, I mean, right, fans right. are going to be fans. So, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Can't, the FCC, man, come on. You, 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 can't, <laughs> you, you can't blame the, the network that, that's airing this. It, it's, they, can't, they have no control on how anyone is in there because anything right. can happen at yeah, any yeah. time. We've seen with all these fools jumping on the onto the to the court and everything, but yeah, nothing, What's nothing crazy like that. Too is Steph? Steph is like the silencer. Like it was crazy. Like that crowd was so rowdy, but like Steph had him like he was doing insane stuff. Like they were throwing two, three guys at him. He was still getting getting what he wanted. <laughs> I liked how every time he made a basket that um he would look at the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, I, but I'll give it to the to the Boston crowd. They didn't leave. Well, they win did or lose. And I, I honestly, that actually had me a little disappointed. It was still like a six point game with like thirty seconds to go. That's two threes. That's two possessions. Like Reggie Miller, he he had like he scored like six points and like two seconds or something because he hit a three and then they stole the inbound. He hit a three. Like, don't leave. <laughs> Anything can happen. Yeah, I mean, and those tickets aren't cheap. We've said this before. 
Yeah. But I'm like, come on. I mean, these, yeah. these, must, these must be really high rollers to just throw that money well, away. That and I hear, uh, you know, the guy that owns the ringer that started the ringer, Bill Simmons. He's obviously from the Boston area, lifelong Celtics fan. I've heard him say that, uh, you know, one of the things that makes this crowd so passionate, so rowdy is they have like uh, th- these these season tickets that have been passed down by the generation. So that's one of the things that helps. I, I like that. And we've already mentioned this before that, uh, you know, it's just, it's a shame, you know, saying can't be said for the Warriors. Uh, our most passionate fans are in the upper decks. That's where we, you know, they've been relegated to. It annoys me to no end to look at the, the front row of the crowd and it's guys, uh, Silicon Valley guys can't even, be bothered to wear the, the free t-shirt they're sitting there in their lame khakis and business shirt and on their phone it's so lame because they're not about it they're just about appearances and and going yeah. to these things see i mean that's why oh, i'm glad that none of these idiots go to wrestling events right because uh if, if they were there i mean be it aew uh, Impact, Ring of Honor, uh, WWE. I mean, everyone would. They'd be like, nah, they, they wouldn't uh, no. let any of that 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 fly. That's <laughs> a different crowd. Yeah, that's. Yeah, no. <laughs> what was that guy on the Joker's? Uh, it's 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 sad because he was on the Joker's and it seemed like he's good. And then you said you watched uh, a thing where it uh, was saying real bad stuff about him. Um, you know the one, the Q punishment, where he wrestled him? What was that guy? Yeah. Um, um, you can... Well, in either way, in that Q punishment, he was like, what I'm trying to get to, he was like, uh, you can either like stay here and wrestle me, or you can uh, like leave through the crowd and die, or something like that. <laughs> uh, damn, what the hell is that guy's name? Uh, I can picture him. Yeah, me too. Um, What's that guy's name? Um, sorry, there's a mosquito flying around in here. Um, you don't know that, that dude. Ah. Uh, um. Oh, I, uh, uh, he, and he showed up again when they did the pantsing. They actually brought a few wrestlers to that one when they did the pantsing in the mall. Um. Well, yeah, you you were describing not too long ago. Well, I mean, it wasn't that recent, but you were talking about like some like darker side of Tommy Dreamer thing. Yeah, Tom, Tommy, Tommy Dreamer, Dreamer, that guy, that that yeah, yeah. sucker. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if he yeah. killed his career, but looks sounds um, like he did from what you were saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't heard after that episode of Dark Side of the Ring. I haven't heard much from him. So, I mean. I, some guys are saying, well, he he spoke the, the truth, but I don't know, man. I mean, with today's deal, I mean, you, I don't know, man. You you got to watch what you say, especially if you're in the spotlight. I mean, I've said this before, man. I mean, maybe people don't like the stuff that I say sometimes, but I'm not in the spotlight. <laughs> you bring up my name somewhere, everyone's going to go, who? You bring up Tommy yeah. Dreamer, right. and everyone's going to know who that is. But right. um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just looking up Tommy Dreamer. It looks like he's still doing 
some stuff. He's appearing at something the little called shows like what they went to. Yeah, Night of the Champions. He's appearing at that, whatever that is. Um, yeah, but that I mean, was such a good idea. They 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 said that uh, Q is going to be uh, Peter Pan. He was going to show up in a play and just be a, a play. So he came out dressed as Peter Pan, and they played that music. The everything here is pretty and true. From my um, in the forest. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Q, uh, Brian Quinn on I think it was the last episode of Tell Him Steve Dave. Um, he's going to be doing some kind of wrestling, professional wrestling for some wrestling uh, promotion. He didn't say who, but from what he said, it was someone that's like a well-known um, one. I, I don't know. I it could it be WWE. Be, uh... I don't know. It's I'm thinking be AEW because the connection between TNT and uh, True. That's I what I'm think. thinking. I'm I'm thinking more AEW, but well, whatever yeah. it is, it um it's a one time match. This is just this is what he said. If you guys listen to tell him Steve Dave, you mean tell, tell him Steve Dave the, the army ants. I mean we all know in the the um what the hell they're called four color demons. Uh, four colors for life. Um, yeah, he didn't. He that, he just kind of went into that. He really couldn't say much yet because he's got to go uh, train to to do this event. So I don't know exactly when when it is. Is it if it is AEW? May, maybe it's Dynamite or maybe it's one of the the pay per views. I don't know, but uh, I'm sure once um, it's all set, it'll be out there. All over the uh, the wrestling uh, pages and everything. So um, and of course we're going to talk about it. So right. um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, for those of you that don't listen to Tell Him Steve Dave, I mean, it's an awesome show. Definitely uh, check them out and give them some love. And if you're over in Jersey, definitely go to the uh, the, the TSD uh, General Store uh, somewhere in Newark, I believe. As they said it was close to the airport. I I don't know exactly where. I haven't been over the air. I've only been to uh, Jan Silent Bob Secret Stash. But uh, Walt Flanagan doesn't work there anymore. He he retired and now he okay. works at uh, the general store. They always have oh. uh, they always have stuff going on over there. And uh, Q's always there for all for all that because he's a part of the show. So, but um, yeah, we'll see. It's, as far as jokers, I don't know if they're hitting the road because they usually hit the road during the summer. Um, yeah. I know about to start here this next week. I know Sal has got a lot of dates uh, of his uh, his own little stand up show. I've been to one. Uh, he had one at Comic Con one year, and I went to that. Um, it was in the very beginning, so he was he seemed kind of nervous when he's up there by himself. It's different if you've been to a Practical Joker show. Uh, tenderloins when all of them are up there just yeah. going off of each other. They but, keep it going. Yeah, they keep yeah, it going. He was up there for a little while by himself, and then he brought out uh, all the openers, and that's when it got. It, he sounds funny, and I love him and everything. But when all when his, all his other buddies came out and they just kind of did the the roundabout like the Jokers do, it was hell funny, and it, it got like really vulgar. <laughs> with oh the, wow. That stuff they were talking about, but uh, it was a good show. But that was years ago. I think one of the last times I went to Comic Con. Right. But um, yeah. Um, was that it with the sports? 
Yeah, uh, just real quick little follow-up. We've mentioned this before, I think, a few times, but uh, you were reminding me with the whole AEW and Q thing that uh, you remember when Shaq did it, and I saw the clip of how they aired it, how it went to TV, and it was like, it looked like he was injured, but then they opened the ambulance and he wasn't there, so they did a whole show of it. Well, on that show, he did Shaq Life. Um, it showed the lead-up to that, and like what was interesting was like, his mom didn't want to do it, so he didn't bring it up forever. And then right before he did it, he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And she's like, she like wasn't happy that he was going to do it. And then obviously he did it and he did get hurt. And they showed like the footage, like him at the hospital. And like a week later, he was all real hobbled and like, yeah, it really messed him up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you a, a clip. I, I got to find actual when the um, there was a AEW event and Shaq was there. Uh, he was uh, going up against um, American Nightmare, uh, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> so right, uh, Jade's still right there, isn't she? Yes. I'll send it to Jade and uh, uh-huh. check it out. We'll check it out <laughs> when you find it. <laughs> so um, gotcha. It's about yeah no, but that was interesting on the Shack life. Like, yeah, it really took a toll on him. <laughs> like, they still like he, you know, he played along for the show, and they did like a thing like, oh, he's not in the ambulance anymore. But you know, in real life, like, yeah, he really did go to the hospital, and he was aching bad. <laughs> All right, if you get that video, go to the uh, the three forty five mark. On the video and, and okay. watch this watch this clip. All right, yeah, Jade's got it. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what yeah. it was. That was yeah. on Shack Life. This was uh, yeah, one of the last time. Oh, that was interesting. That Shack, <laughs> uh, he, he you can see he like touched Rhodes on the side like, hey, I'm not good. Yeah, because he he looks like he fell. Like right on the back of his head, <laughs> so because usually when when the wrestlers do that, they they kind of know how to land. But you can see, you can definitely see Cody. Like, are you all right? You all right? I mean, they they, yeah. they got whisper it to you, and I'm sure it's loud in there. But right. he was also in uh, one of the uh, battle royals for um, the uh, Andre the Giant um, battle royal. He he was in that. Um, it's kind of right in the beginning. I'll send you this one too. Uh, I believe it was it was at the one I was at uh, at the uh, two years ago at uh, Cowboy Stadium. All right, I'll send you this next one. Uh, it's funny when he comes in; he, he doesn't do nothing but go to go about to the one forty-five mark when he's uh, uh, wrestling around with the Big Show. It, yeah, the, okay. uh, the the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania 33 or 4, I think. I can't remember. Because I was at this one. Okay. Yeah, just getting through the ad. Three what? Three. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Not three. Um, one, 145. 
So yeah, it's a uh, big show. Uh, big show, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, himself has been in a lot of movies. Like, oh, here comes yeah. everybody else. Yeah, there's a Diamond Dallas Page and Gold Dust and uh, everybody. <laughs> a lot of these guys aren't even in WWE. Oh, they're gonna send them both out. Yeah, watch. <laughs> They got uh, Andre, no Andre, uh, the Big Show and Shaq. Oh, Shaq was first. He was wearing his Shaq Gnosis too, <laughs> his old Shaq Gnosis shoes. Yeah, he was hard. He he came in when his music hit. Uh, some people went, "Who is this?" I went, "Yeah!" And then Shaq came walking out, and he got in the ring. This was like right in the beginning uh, of the whole thing. So they they there was kind I of. Saw, a, I saw Big Show came over and. Uh, like dapped him up and they walked off together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he he's he's done other stuff too as well, but I don't know. I know they tried to get um Charles Barkley, but uh, <laughs> I don't think he was having it. <laughs> but it's uh, cool. It it was a it was a surprise when when Shaq uh came in at, at the at the Battle Royal, so I thought that was cool, but um do the do does um Shaq and Charles Barkley and those other two guys did, did they do these last couple games or no they finished uh, in the Western Conference Finals those uh, Warriors Mavericks games so that series went to five so they did the first two in the Bay then they went to Dallas and then. Chuck regrettably had to come back to the Bay one more time for game five, but we finished in five. And then, yeah, TNT's season was done. Uh, ABC, ESPN crews doing the finals. So, yeah, they're done for another year. And, um, you know, speaking of Dre, he's actually already actually officially a member of the TNT crew. So he's got next. And Barkley's already said, like, whenever his contract runs out here in the next couple you know, one, two, three years, uh, he's not re-signing. Like Barkley said, uh, this is it for him. <laughs> he's done doing it. He's done it pretty much, you know, since he retired in the, the late 90s. So he's been doing it over 20 years. Uh, Kenny's been doing it for over 20 years. Shaq joined him around 2010-ish. So, yeah. All right, is that it for sports? Yeah, that'll do it. All right, well, keeping it with sports, we're going to roll right into movies, and this is a new one that came out, uh, was it last week on uh, Netflix? This is a yeah, part of... Yeah, last Wednesday. This is a part of uh, Adam Sandler's deal with um, uh, Netflix, uh, with the movies he's dropped. I know that dumb Halloween one he did, and... Uh, was the uh, what was that one, the diamond one or? Um, no, that was not uncut gems. That, was not, that wasn't a part of this. No, deal? that was a, no, that was because I know it went to Netflix before any any place else, but maybe they yeah, just had it. But, but um, this is a new one. It was a comedy drama. Uh, all right, I figured it was more drama than comedy, but there was some funny parts. No. No slapsticky stuff. Uh, but this is Hustle. 
Uh, after a down-on-his-luck basketball scout discovers an extraordinary player abroad, he brings the phenomenon back without his team's approval. This is directed by Jeremiah Zagar. Um, came out June 3rd, and it went straight to Netflix. And there was a bunch of people in this one. Yes. Uh, other than Adam Sandler, uh, the Queen, Queen Latifah, uh, ben Foster, uh, Heidi Gardner, she's from uh, Saturday Night Live, um, Stefan Urkel, uh, Steve Urkel, Jaleel White, uh, he was in this. It was good to see him and uh, Academy Award winner Robert Duvall. Uh, who else? Uh, as far as the basketball players, you're going to have to name them because I, I, I didn't know yeah. who, who, other than Dr. J. I didn't know who everyone else was in this. Dr. J wears these. No, but you know, that's what was interesting. And that's what I was talking about with Jade as we were watching it as a big hoop head basketball guy. It was interesting, like how you want to tell this story and even the timeline, like everything seems so mixed up and like who, who was actual basketball player. And then who was playing like somebody else? Like, for example, uh, one of the first guys you see the first person that he goes to scout, uh, Boban Marjanovic, who's actually acted in other stuff. Most famously, uh, John wick three. He was uh, one of the assassins early in that. Got that. The one he beat up in the library. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, but he's he's an actual NBA player, too. He's on the Dallas Mavericks right now. Uh, he's been in the league a while. So he's not playing himself, Boban Parjanovic. Another one from the TNT crew. And he himself was a former basketball player. Kenny Smith is playing agent. Uh, Sandler's like close friend in this. So he's not playing himself. Um the rival to the main player, which, by the way, the main player, he's also uh, a player in the league. Um, Hernan Gomez, uh, he's in the league. Interestingly, it shows him on the Celtics at the end. He's not on the Celtics roster. Um, How do you say his sure. first name? It's uh, Wancho, Hernan okay. Gomez. Yeah. And then, so his rival uh, that uh, was trash talking him during the film. Uh, he was Kermit in the film, but that's Anthony Edwards. And just a couple of years ago, he was uh, two years ago. He was the number one pick in the draft. So yeah, he is real big time. So, but he's playing Kermit in the movie, not Anthony Edwards. But then left and right, you've got like um, on the 76ers early, you see Tobias Harris. And then he shows up when he's uh, doing the run so Tobias Harris plays himself. Tyrese Maxey plays himself. He's in it. Um, what's his name? Uh, like the other NBA players, uh, Trey Young, Chris Middleton is in it. Aaron Gordon, uh, Jordan Clarkson is in it. So you have all these players left and right. In the end, uh, Seth Curry uh, is during he it's funny he gets a credit for only just showing up there at the end uh, coach Doc Rivers uh, the former Celtics head coach who turned into their uh, front office guy um, Brad Stevens he's there um, yeah so uh, it's interesting like 
the time and place for this. Like they mention Embiid and you see Embiid in the final credits, but he doesn't, he's not actually, I guess, technically in the movie. He didn't record anything strictly for the movie. So, um, it's like, it's so weird. Like it's just a mashup of real and not and time and space really. <laughs> as far as like what real basketball is. I don't know if you noticed too, um, the person like beside Sandler that put this on that threw money at it was uh, LeBron. LeBron. And yeah, yeah his that. guy, Rich Paul, who's actually dating Adele. So yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I can't remember what Kenny Smith's name was in it though, but I think it's basically like a take on Rich Paul. Kenny Smith is basically playing Rich Paul. Like it, the name sounded like real close. I'm going to have to look it up right now. Please. Yeah, it seemed uh, really close. Oh, yeah, it was Leon. It just says Leon in the IMDb for him. But, yeah, it was like, yeah, very much so. It felt like Kenny Smith was playing Rich Paul. <laughs> well, the story is Adam Sandler, he was a scout for the Sixers, but he just didn't like the way it was going on and the way they were treating him, especially Ben Foster, who I believe was. Robbie Duvall was, the, I believe, the owner of the Sixers and Ben Foster was his son and he was probably right. second in command. Um, right. They didn't like what uh, Adam Sandler was doing. Uh, his character's name was Stanley Sugarman. Sugarman. He, they didn't like the way he was doing it, but he was like, all right, whatever he's, but he, cause he went to, he was in the beginning. It was like a montage of him going all over the world, trying to find the, the next uh, big NBA player for the Sixers. So he's doing that. He he comes across this guy, uh, Bo Cruz, uh, out in Spain. He's just a. He went to Spain to look at um, some prospects, but there was, he didn't really care for them. But he wanted to go, uh, just go do shoot some hoots. So he asked some guy at the hotel, and they said, "Oh, go around to whatever street." And when he got over there, there was a huge uh, basketball game going on with a bunch of locals, and he started watching. and And this is when he came across uh, this Bo Cruz guy. So he. He kind of uh, watches him, likes how he plays, follows him home, uh, kind of just talks to him uh, and, and his family, trying to get him to, hey, man, come to America and I can make things work for you. And that's where the story begins. We won't, we won't talk about the end yeah, because yeah, uh, no. I need to watch the end. <laughs> but this was I got about oh. I think I got like 30 <laughs> more minutes uh, of the movie. But uh, what was going on? I liked what was happening? Uh, this one uh, How do you say his name? Wancho. Wancho. Him. Yeah. Has he acted in anything else? Not that I know of. He is in the NBA. He is in the league, and not only that, he plays for uh, the the national team for Spain. He's played in the Olympics, and Spain is one of the heavy hitters when it comes to international basketball. So. Uh, very interesting that uh, they went with him. <laughs> um, if this was his first, this is this is his only yeah. uh, movie. I mean, I thought he did a good job uh, for maybe never ever acting. Of course, I mean he could play ball, so I mean there was no nothing hard about that. But to actually sit there and, and learn the lines and and just be. Uh, a character in this film, being one of the main characters in this film, I thought he did a really good job. 
Uh, always good to seeing uh, Queen Latifah. Ben Foster is is amazing. Robert Duvall, he, he's the great Santini. Of course, he's awesome. Yeah. Adam Sandler, I know he built his career on just comedy stuff. Uh, SNL, um, when he was the stud boy on Remote Control, if you guys remember that show for you uh, old school MTV watchers. Because I was watching this, and even after that last um, Uncut Gems, or even that one movie, uh, Rain on Me, when he was uh, serious acting. I mean, we, we've, of course, we've seen Happy Gilmore. We've seen Billy Madison and Mr. Deeds and, and everything else he has done. Um, but to, for him to be a really serious actor right now, it, it's kind of weird. Like, like I brought up Stud, the Stud Boy on Remote Control. It was a character that he played. I'm, that was the first time I saw Adam Sandler. I didn't think he was going to be this big... A-list superstar that he is now, big uh, director, producer, and, and everything. But it, it's to watch to see his career from a nobody to who he is today is awesome. Especially that because when I was watching this movie, uh, I loved everything that was going on. I, I loved the story, but I just, I just think of the old things that he did of him being stupid and everything, and not thinking that he would get to this. Uh, this level in, in his acting and he he's come a long way. He's put, he's put in his work. So, I mean, I've always liked Adam Sandler. Do I like all of his movies? No, but I think he's, he's, he can be all over the map. He can crank out 10 serious movies in a row. He hasn't, but then go back and do Billy Madison sure. two or something. <laughs> but uh, he's still funny. I mean, grown, I think Grown Ups was the last, uh, the first Grown Ups was probably the last one that I, I really loved. I watched that over and over again. But uh, Billy Madison being my favorite, I know everyone goes to Happy Gilmore, but I love Billy Madison. But for for what he's done uh, now in this, it, it was a really good. It was a really good story. I didn't know anything about it. Um, I'd seen pictures. I saw a little bit of the trailer, but never really paid attention to it. Is this also in the theater, or is it just? Oh, says I think it's theaters. one of those limited. Yeah, I think it's one of those limited theater things. So, you know, sometimes they do that. So, uh, obviously, mainly for Netflix, but uh, I know it's in theater somewhere. One of the things I also wanted to mention that was exciting: um, a lot of the when they're on the playgrounds, the street. Uh, I was very excited to see they recruited some of the most famous uh, street ballers. Uh, the professor, I thought it was him, but I was excited to see him. AO, Bone Collector, Prime Objective, Main Event. Um, what's interesting, I don't want to get too far away from it. I want to stay with this, but there's a streetball doc on um, ESPN Plus that I just recently watched too, and I had all these guys too. So it was exciting to see, you know, not only that, the streetball doc, but then to get a little shine here too. And I'm not surprised both with uh, LeBron James' knowledge of sport and Adam Sandler. I know uh, he's not obviously not just being an actor here, he's a big hoop head himself. Uh, he's a fan of the game. So it's interesting that uh, I guess maybe they felt like, why not Philly? But uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Sandler's a Knicks fan, so I'm a little surprised they didn't go that way with it. But maybe it was because uh, they were able to get uh, the coach of the Sixers, Doc Rivers, and so many players. Maybe that was the key. Like, they couldn't get uh, uh, Tom Thibodeau, too, the coach of the Knicks right now. He's a very uh, gravelly voice kind of guy. So 
I don't know. Maybe that's why they won a dock in the Sixers. <laughs> and everyone in this one, the one that surprised me, I haven't seen him act in a while, was Jaleel White. So oh, sure. it, it was cool to see him pop up on the screen because I was kind of laying there on the couch. And when he popped on the screen, I was like, whoa, Jaleel. So it was good. If you guys follow him on Instagram, he throws up all kinds of crazy things. But It's crazy but yeah. that Kenny Smith's role was bigger than his, though. That's what surprised me. I can't believe Kenny Smith's role was bigger than uh, Jaleel White's. <laughs> ah, I don't know. I don't even know who that guy is. But well, but he's, as, but as, NBA, he's on the, the TNT crew with Chuck and uh, Shaq. Oh, okay. Uh, but as far as all that, I mean, what did you think of the movie? Yeah, no. I thought it was really good. Well done. Uh I like the way it flowed. Um, I was really looking forward to this. And then, yeah, like I said, as the, the hoop head I am, it was exciting. Every Oh, Matisse Bible. Oh, Kyle Lowry. Oh, Chris Middleton. Uh, so it was exciting that way to see all that. But other than that, like, there were little things, too, just as a hoop head, like, where they talk, like, uh, just that idea about, like, uh, getting in somebody's head and the talk. Like, one of the things I told Jade during the film was uh, – obviously one of the most famous talkers in NBA history, uh, Kevin Garnett. Um, he used to talk trash to everybody, but then there was, uh, another legend of the game, the Spurs, Tim Duncan, that guy wouldn't let nothing affect him. And Garnett still tells the story how like he talked trash with anybody, but it drove him nuts that Tim Duncan, like he couldn't get in that guy's head. He couldn't affect him. Like nothing he said to him would bother him. <laughs> Did Jade watch it? Yes, she did. Whole thing, or you want to hear Jade's Jade's uh, take on it? Yeah, what did you think of it, Jade? Hi. Um. So for the movie, I I liked it. Um. Even I'm not as big of a hoop head as Dad per se, but I still like basketball, and so I actually did recognize recognize quite a few players. Um. And I. Oh, uh, I can't spoil it. Never mind. I was going to say something, but never mind. You haven't seen it, and I can't spoil it. But, um, yeah, no, it's good. I liked it. Um, I really liked the Queen Latifah was in it, and um, I thought they did a great job um, with shooting. And I don't know. I feel like it shows, like, the real process of um, basketball, and I just really liked getting to see how how tough and, the you know, the hustle, quote-unquote, of it all, and it really takes a lot, so... I really admire that. And a lot of the players are pretty not bad looking either. So that's good too for <laughs> young, young women out there. But yeah, I liked it. Well, I saw uh, Adam Sandler's daughter checking out. Uh, yeah. Especially when he took his shirt off, she like went, whoa. <laughs> but, uh, in my uh, younger the thing days. Too that I wonder, the thing too, I wonder like uh, this in a weird way, couldn't, of done anything but actually help uh, Hernan Gomez with his actual game, like the training and the stuff they put him through just for the film, like had to, you know, do something for his game. <laughs> I've never seen that guy until this movie, till this morning. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> he's, not, he's, he's far from a household name. You, you got to be pretty much into basketball, and even then, you got to be uh, what uh, one of my pods, uh, No Dunks, uh, formerly the starters on NBA TV, they call it uh, uh, sickos. <laughs> you got to be kind of a sicko 
to know uh, Hernan Gomez before uh, this film. <laughs> yes, of course I did. <laughs> and that was only, <laughs> that was the only movie you got in. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. This is a film that uh, I didn't know nothing about. I was kind of flipping around uh, Amazon Prime, and uh, this just the poster caught my caught my eye, and it said emergency. And you know when you kind of linger around on that for a minute. I was trying to read what it is, but then the trailer started, so I was like, well. All right, let me check this out. But uh, after a night, an epic night of partying, three college students return home to find an unconscious woman in their apartment. Worried the police will suspect them of wrongdoing, they try to get the woman to safety without drawing suspicion. This is a film that came out last month, and it is directed by Carrie Williams, and it stars um, R.J. Seiler as Sean. Uh, Donald Elise Watkins as Kunal Cunley. I think it's Cunley. Cunley, Cunley, I think. Uh, Sebastian Chacon as Carlos. Uh, Sabrina Carpenter as Maddie. Uh, Maddie Nichols as Emma. Madison Thompson as Alice. And Diego Abraham as Raphael. And a bunch of other people. All right. Uh, Carrie Williams, I believe this uh, was based off his, of his uh, 2018 short film uh, with the same title, Emergency. And I do believe this was his... Uh, I need to see the short film. It's only 12 minutes, so I'm going to have to just search YouTube and look for it. Um, doesn't look like he has any of the same actors in it, but um, I believe this is his... His first film, oh, I guess he did something called RJ, RR uh, hashtag J or whatever. I don't, I don't really know what that is and some other things. But um, uh, some TV, some shorts, and uh, a few TV episodes of The Process. I never even heard of that. But all right, this, this one. <clears throat> I'm going to bring out the soapbox. This movie was awesome. I loved huh. it. Um. The subject matter made me mad because of what was going on in, in this film. Um, the, these two black guys and a Mexican guy, uh, they're, they're like the synopsis says, they're about to go on. It kind of reminded me of um, what was that movie with the the Edgar Wright, when they were jumping, bar hopping, they were going to do that whole bar thing. And World In and World In or whatever. I think that was that one. It was kind of like that. Instead of going to bars, they had this plan. They were going to go to, I think it was seven parties in one night. And they had the plan of this is how we're going to do it. We're going to go party here. We're going to go party there and and do all this. And uh, so they had this big map planned out. Um, Sean was the uh just the little street the street guy and they were all going to school uh Cunley was the um the the little smart guy he was uh studying to be a doctor and uh he just got into Princeton so he was going to transfer there and Carlos was just one of their roommates so that that was their their storyline on what they were going to do so um they had to go they had to go gear up and get ready so let, let's say let's go back home let's get our stuff and then we're gonna hit hit all these parties so sean and conley 
they go back to their house. Uh, they kind of go in there and they're looking around and they notice this little white girl laying passed out on their floor in their living room. So they're like, oh, fuck, man, well, what's going on? Who, who are you? And they kind of like check her and she's alive. And then all of a sudden she starts throwing up. So they're like, who, who is this girl? Who, who, what's going on here? So they go find Carlos. He's in his room playing games and he's got his headphones on and he's smoking weed and everything. So he doesn't he didn't hear anything. So they thought it was she was with him. So they're like, oh, man, what's going on? Who's this girl? Like, I don't know. Because when they said they got there, the door was open. So they were like, oh, no. So Cunley and Carlos were like, well, let's just call 911 and we'll say we found this girl in our house. But Sean was like, hell no, man, we can't call them. We're not going to call the cops. And they're like, why? And they said, three dark guys with a little white girl passed out. What do you think they're going to do? Sorry, buddy. We kind of just lost the uh, signal. But anyway, so they're the guys are talking. We we can't we can't call the cops because they're they're not gonna believe us. I said, there's they're just not two black guys and a Mexican guy and a little passed out white girl. They're not gonna believe that we just she just came in our house and and passed out in here. So Cunley and Carlos are like, well, we got we got to help her. And Sean's like, nah, I'm I'm not with that. We could, let's just Let's just take her somewhere and leave her. And they're like, we can't do that. And he goes, well, then let's take her to the hospital. So they're like, all right, I'm with that. So they're they're trying to, the most of the night, they're trying to get her to the hospital. She's still passed out. She kind of comes and goes in and out the movie. And then uh, Maddie, uh, Maddie, Raphael, and Alice, I believe, they were looking for the, the girl that was passed out. They found out her name is Emma. And how the, and then they were starting to track her through her phone. So they're like, this is all in the trailer. So they're like, okay, well, she's right here. So they're, they're running around, start looking for her, and they're like on bicycle, and the camera, that guy was riding uh, one of those boards with one big wheel. So they're just trying to track her, follow her around to where she's at through, through her phone. And But then every time they get there, it's like it, it, she's gone. But then they finally noticed that there was this van and they said, I think she's in that van. And then it goes driving off. So the rest of the film is them trying to get Emma help. But all kinds of shit starts happening uh, throughout the night. Some people were saying, oh, it's kind of like super bad. It was nothing like super bad. But <laughs> it, it was it was that I won't I won't go with what happens at the end. But it that that made me mad. I was I was on the side of uh, Cunley and Carlos. I'm like, yeah, let's get her some help. But I'm also I understand what Sean was saying by like we cannot call the cops because they will not listen to us. I mean, and and that's how it is. I mean, for me personally, things I've never had to deal with anything like that. But to deal with. Uh, me and my little dark friends and I had white friends that I'm with. And if we got stopped by the cops, we were the ones that were questioned. They would kind of pull my white friends off to the side and think, oh, they're fine. Let's let's talk to these dark skinned guys and see what's about what they're about. 
Basically, so you guys sit on the ground and we're going to question you. And we're just going to let your friends that are white going to stand over here and, and, and do nothing. So I, I, I understood what Sean was talking about. He goes, we cannot call the cops. Uh, but I, I think I, you would have to and, and just deal with the, with the consequences. But I do like Sean, like, like I said, I understand Sean. Sometimes they just they're not going to listen. It's it's some fucked up to say and to think that way. And I know some people don't think oh, that that doesn't happen. That doesn't it does happen. This type of things. It happens. It, we we don't live in a perfect world. And I know a lot of people Oh, we live in the, in the best country in the world. And uh, the police are her friends and all that. Yes, some cops are our friends, but and then some aren't. Because I've seen a lot of stuff and I've dealt with awesome police officers and I've dealt with the asshole ones. That just, you got dark skin, you ride a skateboard, you got long hair, you're the bad guy. I've heard that from from police officers. And it's, again, it's a fucked up world, but it, it kind of it gets into that type of thing of what goes on in the story. And I think you can probably think about how it's going to end. But it, I was like, ah, while watching this movie. It was awesome. I loved it. I'll watch it again. I want my son to watch it. But it was just, it, it was it was really powerful in what was going on. And there was something that happened at the very end of the film. I was like, fuck yeah. But I won't say what that is. If you guys got Amazon, I'm selling it to you. Watch this film. This is a must watch for 2022. But I know some of some people, maybe not know you listeners, but there's some people out there that are going to watch this and go, this doesn't happen. And I've said this before, just because it doesn't happen to you doesn't mean it doesn't happen. They actually, one of the guys says that, that not exact words that I just said, but they do say something like that. And, and that, that's how it is. That's how life is. I mean, me growing up in the city and, Stuff like that, or even in Reno, Nevada, I got pulled to the side by the police, and I had nothing to do with what was going on in the situation. Oh, yeah, I was around, I saw what happened, but they pulled me out of, out of everybody. You come here, shine the light in my face, get over here. I know some people would do that. I ain't showing you my ID. I didn't do anything, but I, I didn't want to deal with all that bullshit. Sometimes you just got to like, fuck it. Yeah, here, here's my ID. I didn't I didn't do anything. Luckily, this happened at a bar. Luckily, the bartender came outside and said, that's not him. And they go, the guy you're looking for was white and he was bald. And I just looked at him and they looked at me. Didn't even say sorry or nothing. Just kind of just threw my ID back at me. And I'm like, really? And even the bartender said, he goes, I told them the description of the people that were, there was a fight going on outside. I told them what was happening. But they, as soon as they pulled in the parking lot, I was outside walking in my truck, turn the light on, come you, come here. I was like, all right, man, whatever. I mean, but that's just how it goes. And luckily, it was just that. They didn't do the get on the ground and all that. But I have been in those situations where get on the ground. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't want to get shot. And I was a teenager. 
growing up and, and seeing police come to our school and, hey, police are your friends and all that. Some are and some aren't. But it's it's tough to, to find out who those nice ones are. And there's always like there's always that one bad apple that'll ruin the bunch. I mean, especially with things that are going on today with the police and everything. Again, I've said this before. I have friends in the police department. I have friends in the sheriff's department. And I have tribal police friends. And even they've told me. He goes, yeah, there's, fuck, all oh, that guy's a fucking asshole. And so was this person and that. I mean, that, that's just how it goes. I mean, in, in life, I mean, there's good and there's bad people. So, I mean, but, but what was going on in this film? Uh, there was some funny scenes in it that made me laugh. But then there's there just uh, the, the, the whole main thing of what was going on in this made me like ah made me mad but there was something at the end that made me just go like through at the horns like fuck yeah right on so but i won't tell you guys what that is but definitely watch this movie again amazon prime and this is emergency i must watch for 2022 and that is all the movies i've watched <laughs> all right cool cool yeah, and I just got the one TV show. I didn't even know that was on. <laughs> or I would have watched it. Yeah, Miss Marvel? I saw all the advertisements for it, but I didn't even know it was on. Yeah, um, kind of cool. For the first time ever in Disney Plus's run, uh, they had a Marvel and a Star Wars show air on the same day so that was very exciting we got kenobi and the premiere of miss marvel uh i know jade was really super excited for it i'm super excited for it i've i've uh been a fan of the character since uh, kamala khan's debut and uh, uh i was looking for the the shirt forever and uh and now, now i think with this uh with this TV show, that's uh, now the opportunity. It's uh, finally come along, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, what I'd compare it to, as far as like what they've done in the MCU, is it feels like uh, it's got the uh, the Spider-Man vibe, like uh, Homecoming vibe. Like it's that. It's the the young hero vibe, and like it's 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 really relatable to uh, you know that kind of young audience, but I don't think that ruins it for other viewers too. And the fact also that, uh, you know, uh, the uh, most Muslim American background, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen the, uh, it's not the brown girls from Jersey city that saved the world. And, and then, you know, uh, you know, the, the, her friend steps up and says, "Like, like, uh, why not? Like, you know, it could be." So, uh, it's cool, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes. And not only that, uh, if you're excited for the next uh, Captain Marvel movie, uh, this is a character you got to know about. Uh, the Marvels is the next Captain Marvel movie. Carol Danvers, uh, uh, Monica Rambeau, uh, as you saw her in uh, WandaVision, and now uh, Kamala Khan. Long awaited uh, Miss Marvel. So is this like really runaways? excited? Uh, no, no, no. It's different, I would say. Uh, but yeah, let me hand it over to Jade because uh, she 
was so excited about it. Uh, shortly after we watched it the first time, she put it on a second time. She loved it that much. Is it? Is it? Is this geared more towards the younger audience? I mean, will I like it? Because you, you know what I like. Because I hated Runaways. I, I, I tapped that on that show quick. Honestly, I think you would. I know you liked uh, Homecoming and the way the take on Spider Man. So I think you'd like. I think you'd like this. Um, that's Spider Man. I, also I mean, got to say, I'm invested more yeah. in Spider Man than Ms. Marvel. Well, the, uh, the thing about this too is. Um, it's got that uh, thing that I think uh, you'll dig too in that uh, Kamala Khan is a Avengers fan. Um, they have like uh, this Avengers convention and they have like the convention life and she's on to that. So I think you'll enjoy that. One cool thing, um, a person I, I follow that's involved with Marvel, uh, Agent M, Ryan Pentagost. Uh, he's actually in this. I'm surprised they haven't found a, a role for him before, but uh, it was cool to see him. As soon as I saw him, I was like, hey, it's that guy. Because not only does um, he do the, do, do the Marvel social media, uh, if you ever uh, do any kind of uh, thing around the Marvel booth at San Diego Comic-Con, he was the guy that I dealt with all those years ago. It's many years ago now. Uh, 2014, the year of Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy. But that was the summer at Comic-Con where uh, I wanted those hoodies from the Marvel booth. That was one of my main things. I actually dealt with him. I talked with him about uh, getting those hoodies. And um, he was kind enough to even remember me at one time because uh, I, I, uh, I got the Star-Lord one, which is the one I wanted the most. But they didn't have the uh, Captain America one at the, the time I got the Star-Lord one. And he saw me another day and was like, hey, yeah, you still wanted that, that Captain America? And I was like, yeah. So it was uh, really cool. And, yeah, he's on it. So I know it was a long detour. But uh, I, honestly, I think you should try the show. But uh, that being said, I loved, loved Moon Knight. I put it, raised, I put it near the top of my um, – T, uh, Disney Plus MCU rankings, and uh, you weren't a fan of that, so no, that, was take gar- that, was, that was garbage. <laughs> I love uh, Moon. I didn't, that's I didn't so like funny it. That you say that because okay, I thought it was I thought it was okay, but that's only because I really like Egyptian mythology and stuff like that. So that's the only part that intrigued me about Moon Knight. But I get both sides for sure. Um, but oh my gosh, okay. Miss Marvel, I could go on a whole tangent. I'm not going to try to. I'm going to try and hold back because if you let me, oh, man, oh, man. Okay, so um, I just, I I knew I was going to love every second of the show. I do genuinely think that you will like it, Kevin. I, Does it follow I the comic story? Like Roughly, yeah. Well, right. no, I'll give you this. Actually, her powers are different. In yeah, the comics, she is actually inhuman in the comics and because they're not really doing that the same way in the MCU, they've changed that her powers are similar in a certain way, but also very different in that she's not inhuman. All right. So this is a new take that they had to do. Yeah. Right. Something right. Else Basically ha- because of the MCU, something <laughs> else happens and that whole inhuman show crashed and burned. So yeah, that was a good show. I don't care what anyone says. I liked it. <laughs> I like Lockjaw. Lockjaw was. So good. did I. Come on, bring him back. <laughs> yeah. 
bring the dog back. Um, so yeah, I, I've always loved the comics ever since it came out. Um, she's such a really funny, relatable character. Um, like dad mentioned, she's, um, like a super fan. We're kind of nerdy and, um, he kind of goes through what uh, Spider-Man goes through, like the whole growing up in high school, but also different because um, she is um, she is Muslim. So they, they deal with a lot of that in the show, her family, um, kind of the strictness of her parents and what happens to her in school. Um, and real quick, I just want to say, I think if, if anything, you actually would really enjoy their uh, her parents in the show. Yeah. Only one, yeah, one, one episode are, so far? Yeah. They're doing it weekly. So, yeah, only the first episode is out. As of right now. Yeah, you'll like her parents, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I I love everything about this show. Um I'm excited to see where it goes. Um I've already done like a whole like deep dive Easter egg thing on it um i like what i've watched it like three times already i'm i'm totally all in but that's just me um i know i know for a fact that the creators of the show had so much like heart and like detail put into the show specifically because of what it meant for the creators of the original comic and um getting the lead actress um i think her name is Iman Vellani, I hope I'm saying that quickly. Um, yeah, this is kind of her first big thing. So she's up and coming. And um, I think if she just plays, she she like, she like is Miss Marvel. She is um, Kamala Khan. So I, I'm super excited. I watched, yeah, uh, like I said, it all leads to uh, the Marvels. So Yeah. And oh. another thing about that, I think another reason why I'm so into this, obviously this could an age thing but also the mcu it's obviously has it has to have a turning point so you know you're going to bring in these new young characters obviously tom holland um hayley steinfeld's kate bishop in the hawkeye series and now you have the the young miss marvel so it's all super exciting and fresh and we're bringing it yay (laughs) i was watching she was on jimmy fallon or jimmy kimmel one of those jimmy's and they were talking to her. Uh, this is her first time out, and she is a super fan of Miss Marvel. They showed pictures of her when she was younger, and um, she was cosplaying as Miss Marvel. So they they looked at her and watched her do her um, her audition. Uh, they said that um, after they got her her headshot and whatever resume, basically. Hasn't done any acting, but she would had plenty knowledge of, of the character. And so they were like, they called her up today. Um, we're sending you a ticket, fly out to L.A. so you can meet whoever, whoever. And she was like, uh, but I got a test tomorrow. And I think they worked it out to where she probably could do her test uh, another time. But she went out there, okay. killed her audition. And now the show, now she's a part of the, the Marvel MCU universe, which is cool. So. I liked that about uh, this young guy because I never heard of her. Again, this is the first thing she's been in, so I was like, "All right, cool. I'm a, I'm gonna check it out just for that because she's she's a diehard. She's because there's sometimes when you get some of these fools that are in these movies and then you ask them, "Oh, did you read the comics?" Most of them will go, "Yeah, I did," but then some, "No, I don't even know who this character is." 
And I'm like, ah, that to me that kind of takes me out of them of whatever the yep. character is. Exactly. But with her, me not knowing nothing about her, but the character that I that I knew the little knowledge that I know of it. But her was like, no, I wanted to do this and I'm it. So now she was really, really appreciative of her getting the opportunity to play this character that she grew up loving. So I'm like, all right, that's going to get me to watch the show. I didn't even know it was out already. So, but yeah, shows you, shows you what I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm loving it and I can't wait to see where it goes from here for sure. Uh, I, I guess my big question would be uh, by the end of this, are we going to get basically the intro to the Marvels? Are we going to get the uh, Carol Danvers and uh, Monica Rambeau? uh, Hopefully the uh, cameos (laughs) by the end of this. But I would see a teaser that like, I don't, I don't think it needs it, but if if they, if they shoehorn it in, yeah, why not? But, um, I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think the show really needs that because, uh, for those of you that, that aren't familiar with this character, of course you're going to know where it goes. But um, I think it should just end the way it ends, and then whatever happens in, in the next uh, movie, the Marvels, maybe she sees it on. Hey, let me go join in on the fun and help with, with whatever it is. I don't know, but. Uh, I know everyone's still not everybody. I know there's a lot of people that are still sore about the first Captain Marvel movie. We liked it. I thought it was yeah. awesome, but uh, <laughs> there were some of those butthurt guys that uh, still think women should be in the kitchen and uh, <laughs> not main <laughs> not main role in, in these comic book films. But um, yeah, she said some stuff. Didn't bother me. I mean, you can say what you want, but there was some guys that got butthurt. Nah. Kick her out of the MCU, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm looking forward to see uh, more of uh, of that story and then going forward. And her being the young uh, the young up and comer, to her to slide into something that's already established and going, right on for her, man. I hope she did does uh, nothing but uh, bigger and better roles as she uh, rolls along with her acting career. Because this is a hell of a way to start your career. Oh being, yeah. And and Disney Plus MCU TV series. So, and you're uh, headed. You're basically guaranteed. Now you're headed to uh, big screen to the movies. <laughs> yeah, because that that one come doesn't come out to next year. Did they even start filming it? I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I just said in post production. Um, oh, then I guess they have. If it's in post. Yeah, so they're uh, it's going. So I mean, I don't know. Uh, Tony McCarthy is Palace. Nick Fury is going to be in it, of course. Brie Larson. Oh, speaking of Nick Fury, you know that show's coming out later this year still too. Secret Invasion with uh, Nick Fury and uh, what's his name, Ben Mendelsohn, the Scroll. So this is going to be them out in space, getting into adventures. Yeah. Yep, secret invasion. I still don't understand why. I mean, we grew up knowing squirrels as bad guys, but then MCU comes along and turns it around on us. But yeah, that was the uh, It's basically saying like they're just a tribe. There's still evil squirrels out there. <laughs> but we we they were they were evil when we were growing up. 
uh, yep. boys and girls. <laughs> so but, whatever, man. I, I mean, I know we're we're still going to see these movies no matter what. I know a lot of people didn't like Eternals. I did. I thought it was awesome. But did you see uh, Morbius came back to the theater all because of like the the meme? It's uh, it's Morbin time. What? <laughs> no. Did they yeah. add? Did they add some stuff to it, or is it still the same old? What it still was? the same old, still the same old. I heard it like didn't do too great either. Like uh, they thought, like oh, the meme, like it's blowing up. We should send it back to theaters, and yeah, it did. It didn't do much <laughs> back in theaters. Yeah, well, it's coming out up, on uh, Tuesday. It does. Oh, so okay. hopefully, uh, hopefully, there's a Best Buy up there because I didn't. Pre-order my steel book. I pretty sure if you if I if you guys listen to our review on it and I took it for what it was. Did I like the stuff that happened at the end? No, but <laughs> Sony, man, what can you do? What are you, you know, gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I mean they all can't be Spider-Man, but right. uh, I, I don't know because <laughs> those Venom, those Miles. I still can't believe they haven't done Miles. I know he's in the animated. But. Well, that that's coming out. I mean. I don't know. Give it time. Uh, I think when Tom Holland goes, look, I don't want to do it no more. I think I think that maybe they're waiting for him to just eh, time to find a new Spider-Man. Then, well, then, all right. Oh, let's let's give that a break and break out Miles Morales. Did you hear they they are doing a, a special edition of uh, No Way Home though? Back in theaters, like September second or something. Well, are they adding more? Yep. Or? Like how much more. more? I don't know, but they. I don't said, want yeah. seconds. And I don't it's want called five like minutes. The super fun edition or something. Give me like another <laughs> half hour, forty-five minutes of new stuff we didn't see. Don't just yeah. Give me a minute of whatever. Let me see. Let me see what this says because I saw the post. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man: No Way Home extended edition coming to theaters in September. The more fun stuff version will be released in theaters in U.S. and Canada on September second. Does see how long it is? No. Uh, uh, of course, we'll go see it. I'll watch that one again uh, on the big screen. Why not? <laughs> Told, but uh, I'm sure they'll make it worth it. I mean, it's. Out on blue. <laughs> they got yeah. some reason to want to come. <laughs> yeah, but all right. Um, that was all you guys had, right? Yep. All right. Well, keeping it with TV, we're going to roll right into Star Wars. Um, this last episode of uh, episode for chapter four or part four or whatever they're calling it. I, to me, it seemed like a filler. I was kind of like... Come on, something something exciting happened, and it was there so was a far big revelation though. There was I know, a big but revelation. that was not, no. I want action. I don't care what's to come. I want to see. Uh, what more does that stuff. mean though? What are they doing? What is that? Like, it's are just they gonna, it's gonna. I don't know. I mean, I feel it's just gonna tie into more. Uh, we are getting a second season. This isn't a one and done. Um, they they kind of came out and said there's going to be more. I think we said that last week. But right. um, if they don't, because what two more episodes? So right. I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's either going to play out in the next two episodes, or maybe it's going to roll into season two. I, I see it more rolling into season two, but I, I don't know yet. We'll we'll see the way it goes. But 
Um, this was the shortest episode so far. I think it was only like 38 minutes. And it like flew by. Because it was like it started, next thing you know, it was over. And I think they do they do take a good five minutes of credits. I, I, Ice Cube Jr. Ice Cube Jr. debuted. Yeah, it, it was cool to see him uh, pop in it. Um, um, I, I don't... I don't know yet. I, I don't. I want more Obi Wan being Obi Wan instead of this worried guy that forgot how to use the Force. But uh, can you forget to use the Force? I that that I don't. I mean, Yoda didn't forget, and he was in Dagobah by himself, and he seemed to know it fine. But I don't know. <laughs> it's all a new story uh, for everyone. So I, I don't. I don't know what's happening. So obviously we're gonna get more uh, Vader and uh, Obi Wan fighting. So, but I that picture you sent me. When did that happen? Of uh, Anakin standing there in his robe. Oh, that is in. Um... The last week's episode, so that was what episode was that, three? Yeah, that was, was that episode like, three. Was that like real uh, fast or? Yeah, um, they're they land on the planet, they get out of the thing, and then they're walking along and in the field, and then he looks and he's at the end of the field and he turns oh, around. Okay. Yeah, All it right, actually is very horror movie like. <laughs> All right, I remember now because I was like, I was like, when is this? I thought it was gonna be in this uh, last episode. But. Yeah, but uh, also the other thing I've sent you now a couple times that character was in the Clone Wars. That Jedi, I'm pretty sure he was at the Jedi Temple, which wouldn't be surprising because uh, they had that other uh, learner. Yes, he still had the little helmet on. I want to see. <laughs> I, I want to see Hayden Christensen. I, I mean, we we saw seconds of him. I think it was in that second episode when he was in the back to tank. But I want to yeah. see him, <laughs> like him without the helmet on, talking. Because <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't know. Well, we'll uh, again, we we still got two more episodes in next season. Two more, two uh, more. But um, what, I, before this series actually started, I wanted. Obi-Wan and Owen to get in some kind of adventure to to let us know why he doesn't why Owen Lars doesn't like Obi-Wan but cuz we we got a little bit of him of it when he was just when he was telling him what we saw in the trailers or if you guys have been watching the show when uh Ben asked him how how's he doing and I I just wanted more of, of his character I mean not to just uh, sideline Joel Edgerton. I mean, he's he's a somebody. So I was a little surprised about that. That's the way I thought it was going. So um, I always like a surprise, though. <laughs> and little boy that played Luke, man, come on, man. It, he's there to guard Luke, and what do we see him once? <laughs> so, yeah, and that <laughs> image was in the trailer too. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the little uh, little Leia. I mean, she's awesome. She she's the show stealer. Uh, of this series, uh, Vivian LaBlair, uh, Lyra, Lyra Blair. Uh, oh, I, you know her. You I don't know her. her. I don't know her. The little Leia girl. I know her parents. Uh, really? shout, shout out to uh, my buddy Rob. 
he had texted me and asked me if I was watching the show. I said, of course. And he goes, uh, um, he asked, hey, do you remember Liz and uh, Andrew? And from uh, they were in this band called God Among Men. Liz, Liz was a singer, amazing singer. And uh, her husband, Andrew, who, uh, was a guitar player. Uh, and they had their band going. My buddy Danny and Robbie were in the band. Uh, they played with us. Uh, we've opened for them uh, a couple times here in Susanville, and I live awesome shows. And I loved seeing that band, Got Them Man. I thought they were amazing. Um, but yeah, my buddy Rob was, yeah, man, that's that's their daughter. And I was like, what? So I had to look up. I was looking up pictures online, and I came across a picture of uh, Vivian and her mom, Liz. I'm like, wow, that's that's amazing. I haven't seen them uh, in years, but um, who knows, maybe at a celebration or a con or whatever, I'll, I'll come across uh, her parents because I was really shocked, man. I was like, wow. I mean, I mean, good for again for this little gal, uh, Vivian. She has also I didn't I didn't need to watch uh, Bird Box again. Uh, she was, uh, I believe. Um, what's her name's daughter in that? Um, Bullock, Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Yeah, she's in uh, really Bird Box. She's girl. Yeah, that's her. I did not know that. And that's why I need to go watch that movie again. And that one TV series that I was ranting and raving about, Waco, that one about uh, David Koresh and all that stuff. Uh, she was in that. <laughs> she was in that too. She she's she's been a busy little gal. She's been in a TV series, um, TV movies, uh, and then Bird Box. That was a movie. That was a big movie. Came out in 2018. Uh, she's got uh, a few more things coming. Something called Dear Zoe. Some other thing called The Boogeyman and Heritage Day. I believe that's a short, but she is in pretty much every single episode of Obi Wan. So it, it's good. I mean, th- this little gal, she she can act. And for her to fill the shoes of the late and great Carrie Fisher is amazing because she, I've said this before, this is before I even knew who her parents were. She's doing the Leia and Carrie Fisher justice on her portrayal as Leia Organa. So is she princess at this time or is she just Leia? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. She's Princess of Alderaan. Yeah, so I'm I I really loved uh, what she's going on, what what she's doing in this show. Cuz she's I hope nothing but bigger and better things for her moving forward to being in a big movie Bird Box and then to be in a Star Wars show. And that's amazing for her. I believe she was at celebration. Uh, as well, because I saw pictures of her and everything there. So nothing but uh, props to her, man. I hope she just continues uh, with her acting and does bigger and better things. But I don't know how big you can get bigger than Star Wars. So we'll see. Um, but, yeah, this last episode, I was kind of like, man, that's it when it was over. But I'm hoping these next two episodes are over an hour long. I mean, come on, if Stranger Things can be almost two hours an episode, you can give us a little bit more uh, for this. So, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see uh, as it's going along. Um, did these pops come out yet? No, still waiting on them. Maybe like, aren't they usually out before usually. the show or movie? <laughs> yep, 
But as of right now, I check almost every day on uh, Funko.com. They're listed on the site where you can buy the pops, but uh, they're all still just listed as coming soon. They got uh, Obi-Wan coming out, uh, Reva, the third sister. They got Obi-Wan on a EOP and uh, anything else? I think that's actually... Uh, not yet, at least. Uh, I'm surprised. Yeah, they revealed uh, uh, like Haji Estra, uh, Camille's character. He's uh, like get a Target exclusive. Uh, the pre-order already went up for him. Uh, but yeah, nobody else yet. Also, in these final two episodes, they've got to explain what they're doing with this whole inquisitor thing because he is around in rebels which is set after this so they've got to answer whatever they're doing with him <laughs> hmm we'll see uh here's something that came out when was it yesterday or to no today on starwarsnews.net robert or uh, rupert friend will not reveal whether the Grand Inquisitor survived in Obi-Wan Kenobi. He what do you to. think? <laughs> That's what I he think. I mean, to, it, it, it breaks the timeline if it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I say he's alive because that, that's kind of one of the big questions going around. Is he still alive? So uh, I'm going to say yeah. Is that your he answer? <laughs> Otherwise, they're like, oh, well. We can break all the story continuity now. <laughs> well, they could. I mean, what, we, we, what rebels or Clone Wars did he first appear? Rebels, rebels. All right. Well, that's that was under Disney, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm like, he has to be around. You can't break <laughs> rebels because this is after <laughs> rebels, right? Where almost all the cast of Rebels is going to be there. Sabine and Hera and Chopper. <laughs> is this after Rebels or before? The, uh, Kenobi's before Rebels. Because Rebels is close to Rogue One. <laughs> and this is like 10 years before Rogue One. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, again, he's alive. So we'll see. He's alive, yeah. How it goes. <laughs> Either that or they're going to make me happy, like I've said before, and they're going to reveal a proper long-headed version of him. <laughs> and it'll be like, I am the Grand Inquisitor now. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm, looking at another, <laughs> I'm looking at another picture. Uh, this is Darth Vader details on the five-person team that brought the Sith Lord back to life in Obi-Wan. Uh, we see Hayden there in the uniform, but then we see another guy uh, in the, the Vader uh, outfit. Uh, I don't want to read this. It's going to take forever if I start reading this. But uh, I saw him storming in uh, in this most recent episode when he stormed in. That was very Vader-like. <laughs> All right, really quick. Certain, certainly one of the biggest mysteries surrounding the production of Obi-Wan Kenobi has been why they had to have Hayden, Christ Hayden Christensen back as Darth Vader. While he tried to answer the question in one of our reports last August, we showed 
or when we showed some of the concept art of the series, something that was already paid, da, 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 um, we knew Vader was not going to be unmasked the entire time. So what was so important about bringing Hayden Christensen back when any when anyone could wear the suit? True, but I mean, I, it goes back to what I'm saying. We got to see him. We, we get, we've seen him once without his helmet on, but that was basically just his eyes. But we knew that was Hayden. So we, we, we either got to get more of him not with, with the helmet off or battle damage flashback. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the, what they're going to do. I want so, the uh, battle damage helmet. <laughs> it I says, would get sliced across the helmet. It says, we now know that multiple suit people were inside the suit during production. And one of them was Ukrainian American actor. Who I'm not even going to try with this name. <laughs> Uh, it says credited as Darth Vader performance artist in the episodes. What does that mean? Um, post message on social media clarifying that even though multiple people are instrumental in bringing Darth Vader to life, it was Hayden Christensen who played the most uh, important part uh, as this character in his in his arc, and he is drive he is the driving force behind the team. I guess this is what he wrote. Thank you. We all gave everything uh, to we all we all gave everything to it. Hayden is Darth Vader. He's been Darth Vader since his transformation in Episode Three. This is a character. This is this is his story. The story of Anakin Skywalker, the Chosen One, the Fallen One, reborn in darkness himself. I am a suit actor trained for physical theater and movement, as well as uh, happened to be six seven. Um. Look up how tall Caden uh, is. Uh, so it makes sense that to have something to scale in shots to show uh, perspective. Hayden wore the suit. Tom wore the suit. I wore the suit, and and we created this Darth Vader as a team to try to make the best Darth Vader shown in cinematic history. Uh, they've already done that, so I don't know what you guys talk about. Dave Prowse, rest in peace. But it required a team effort there. But a shout out to the guy that did him in Rogue One. That was awesome. Yeah, there that were, was so good in Rogue yeah, One. Yeah. There were five of us total that contributed to the performance of Darth Vader. It took an entire village because we knew the fans deserved perfection. So what? So that's what we gave them. Dorian Gregory, Olga Sokolova. Okay, I'll try to give this guy a shot. Dimitri. It's either Demetrius or Demetrius. I don't know. Bristerviski, uh, Tom O'Connell, James Earl Jones, Hayden Christensen. We all gave our best to give you the best with Hayden uh, spearheading it all. All right. I want to know, was that him when he was uh, fighting Obi-Wan? Because if there's five guys that are playing uh, I'm pretty this sure role. It was cause showed, they showed him uh, doing the training for it. So why would he train for it if he wasn't... Uh, actually going to do it. <laughs> it says Olga Sokolova was the moving coordinator and Tom O'Connell was credited as Darth Vader for the stunt double. Uh, see the two of them with Hayden Christensen in the picture above. Okay, that's those guys. Uh, it's also interesting the fact that the mentions are James Elder, yeah, he did the voice and the credits two episodes. Da, 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 da. Um, yeah, it looks like Hayden was the one when it came down to fighting uh, with Obi-Wan. And I assume these other guys just did 
Maybe one of them was the guys that came barging in, charging in when uh, when he was all mad, or just standing yeah. around. So, um, Hayden, he can he can swing that lightsaber. We saw what he did in uh, Revenge of the Sith, but that he's more limited to his moves uh, in this because he's got the helmet on and, and all that gear. And I don't know how much all that weighs, but I'm sure it's pretty heavy to have that stuff all on you. I mean, I'll give it to Dave Prowse. I mean, he did it in three movies. Um, but I don't know. Um, it's cool to know. I thought it was just him and maybe one other dude doing it, but there's five five guys that are doing it. I assume they're including uh, James Earl Jones in the five. Um, of course he had to do the voice. He, he had to. There, there's no other way. I don't know who did the voice for uh, for Darth Vader in that quick little scene in um, Empire Strikes Back when he's walking onto a shuttle. But um, I don't know. We'll see uh, as it goes. We still got two more episodes, and then we'll we'll see uh, what's going to happen next uh, with this episode, uh, with this series. And again, we are getting the season two, so uh, I'm juiced about that. But man, did you find out how tall he was? No, I heard you say that, but I thought you were reading the article. <laughs> oh, I was, but the, no, this guy, one of the guys, he's six seven, but I wanted to know how tall Hayden Christensen was. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right now, uh, Obi Wan is is the big thing. Two more episodes, um, Andor. Slowly, uh, pictures are coming out of it. Of August. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. Um, I guess we're giving us seven episodes in that. So, but either way, uh, I'm excited uh, for that as well because that is a story that we know nothing about. But I'm sure they'll throw some ties into something that we do know. But I don't know. I'm excited uh, for that. But as far as Star Wars, I don't have anything else unless you do. No. Nope. Good to go. All right. Uh, collecting, I have nothing. What do you got? All right. Uh, what is most recent? Oh, uh, start with the uh, Black Series, the first thing in front of me. Uh, I've had Fennec Sean for a while, but finally uh, Fett, as he appeared in Book of Boa Fett, uh, came. Uh, they sold it as a deluxe edition. I got it through Amazon. I pre-ordered it when that first went up. and uh, Finally just arrived a couple days ago, but... Uh, well, the crazy part is once you just see him as a figure, especially next to Fennec Sean, I mean, obviously they're going to try to squeeze every buck out of you they can, but it's crazy. They put this in deluxe packaging and then you like look at the figure like it totally could have been in regular packaging. They really tried to stretch it out by, oh, here's a spot for his jetpack and here's a spot for his helmet and here's the blaster. It's like, here's the pistol. It's like, yeah, come on, this could have easily fit in a regular package but uh you know that's what they do <laughs> yeah get every penny out of you yeah so uh i guess what else looking around uh, the first of the uh this this current wave of the marvel black light it's really cool since uh, they just do wacky colors all over them kate bishop with lucky the pizza dog it's pretty cool uh most of her hair's uh, purple. Her face is like orange. She's got like blue details on her. Lucky the pizza dog has purple highlights on him too. It's meant to be all black light. So 
that's pretty cool. Uh, Ravager Thanos, the uh, as he appeared in the What If animated series, uh, that was a Target exclusive. Had the pre-order for that. That arrived. Uh, anything else? It sounded like you said something, but. Oh, Jade uh, picked up. Uh, why don't you let him know? <laughs> I finally um, bit the bullet. Yeah, bit the bullet. And I was trying to think of the proper English. Um, bit the bullet and bought um, the Steelbook version of the Uncharted movie that I took so long to buy. Don't know why it took me so long, but I finally bought it. So That's yeah. a $60 one? No, it was like 40 I think. Price is this, drop. Is this the one that came with a necklace or whatever it was? Yeah. Okay. Where was where was this one at? Was it the Amazon one? Yeah. All right. It was sixty. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Maybe no one was buying it. That's why the price dropped. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that works. Take that deal. <laughs> so, um, oh, um. Yeah, the, the, speaking of Star Wars, the Galactic Convention stuff, I didn't mention that. My order came in for that uh, recently, too. Uh, included in that was uh, soda figures of both Boba Fett and Luke Skywalker. Also, kind of more Blacklight editions. They did do regular editions, which I missed the pre-orders on. So, um, eventually, uh, sodas are hard to find uh, once you miss the pre-orders. So, uh, most likely... I'm going to have to catch the regulars on eBay. Um, the thing about sodas, why they've been so popular is because there's that mystery element, the one in six chase nature of it. And um, my statistics had been pretty low as far as receiving a chase. I'm like, damn, I'm really due. Uh, well, I finally cashed in because both of my uh, sodas that I ordered it from the um, Galactic Convention, the Luke and the FET both arrived uh, Chase. Uh, they're both glow-in-the-dark uh, Chase editions. So that was exciting. Uh, alongside that, also uh, the pops of Vader, Luke, Leia, and Chewbacca. The only one I messed up and didn't get my order in on was the Stormtrooper, but it was also shared with GameStop. So at my local GameStop, I was able to get an order in there. Hopefully they send it to them. I mean, I'll get it then. Uh, I guess worst case scenario, uh, they don't get any and <laughs> I get my $5 back, I guess that I put down on it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if you saw the uh, galactic convention pops they just did for this most recent con. Um, not the most exciting poses, but the cool thing about it was the boxes, actually. They were all uh, black instead of the traditional uh, white boxes that they normally are. And they were all uh, foil uh, etched all over them. I have not. I still want that Snake Plissken one. Right, right. Yeah, that was, um, I'm glad I got that. That's one I went to eBay for. You can actually find a lot of the sodas on eBay for a pretty decent price, eight, nine, ten dollars, maybe eleven, twelve bucks a pop. It's because everybody is buying multiple of them to get the chase. So then they sell the regulars for, you know, whatever, like ten, twelve bucks on eBay. So 
If the, yeah, if there's any regular sodas you want, that's the way to go. Because obviously everybody's chasing the chase. <laughs> well, I know you can buy just a regular one. Snake Plissken for 15 Um, The chase is okay. The regular one is him just holding his, his little gun pointed up. And I guess the chase is he's holding the, the gun radio? across his oh. chest. Oh, yeah, that's not much of a difference. Sometimes they don't get very imaginative with these chases. Some are better than others, like uh, Samurai Jack uh, is a good one. The whole head is different. Uh, the regular, it's just his face, bearded, and then the chase is he's, like, helmeted. You can buy the chase for by itself for 80 bucks. No, thank you. No, I I just want the regular one. If I get the chase, I get it, but not. uh, I'm I'm fine. I just want one of them. Right, right. It's already open, so I mean, it's all right. I'll display it. (laughs) Like the the one you got me, the the Gene Simmons one. I never seen that anywhere. (laughs) So, uh, right. Shout out to the Zisu here for picking it up for me. So, of course, that one's open. Did you pull? Did you pull the chase in that one? No, I just got the regular one. I don't even know what the yeah, chase is. Maybe he's bloody or something. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times they actually are kind of lazy with them. And like, I love glow in the dark, but that's what these, this Luke and the Fett are. They're just glow in the dark. So they just sprinkle a little uh, glow in the dark dust on them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, these, uh, I got the Shang-Chi soda chase also. And it was like, supposedly metallic but i swear sometimes when they do that you look at it and it's like is it like you can't even tell like it doesn't look very metallic or shiny at all it's like kind of weak they just tell you and slap that sticker on it that's all yep (laughs) is that all you got that's all i got all right we're just about out of here everyone but we can't leave without uh recommendations uh, I got mine pulled up. I was thinking about this movie the other day, and I didn't know there was a director's edition. But this is the 1979 film Star Trek: The Motion Picture, the director's edition. Uh, it's it, the theatrical cut was two hours and ten minutes. This director's edition is two hours and seventeen minutes. So uh, seven minutes of I don't know what. <laughs> so. I've seen them with the regular one numerous times, so I will know what's what's new. Um, I don't know why. I know a lot of people, a lot of you Trekkies and Trekkers don't like this first film. I didn't really care for it either, but after with my old age and watching it over and over, I kind of like it now. But yeah, if you got Paramount Plus, check out uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture of the Director's Edition. What do you guys got? You gotta watch uh, Space Odyssey again. Now that we talked about it, see yeah. <laughs> if you feel better about it in your in your current uh, age. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, but I got it. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me go a little two for one for you because I'm pretty sure I recommended this before, but I just had it on again recently and remind me because uh, it seems like every time that uh, we bring it up, you say you haven't seen it. Uh, HBO Max has uh, the uh, 
follow up, even though I think in the timeline it's set before it, uh, the Robert Langdon adventure, Angels and Demons. Uh, speaking of Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, Ewan McGregor, he's in that, and uh, yeah, that's my favorite of the bunch between Inferno, Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons is my favorite. That's on there. But since I recommended that before, also on HBO right now is uh, my beloved. Wes Anderson, uh, his classic, The Grand Budapest Hotel, which is also listed on a pod we did recently about uh, perfect movies. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, if you haven't seen Grand Budapest, here's your chance to see a perfect movie. <laughs> what channel what was this on? HBO Max, he said? Yeah, yeah HBO. Yeah, Angels and Demons and uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go back to 1998 to Lauren Hill's The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And of course, one of the biggest hits off this album, uh, Doo Wop, That Thing. Um, well, I don't know. One day it just popped in my head, and I don't know why. And I was, I was just singing the chorus. So, uh, and I have this song on my phone. So, awesome song. I love Lauren Hill. Not really sure what she's doing now, but. Um, it's a good song. It's actually a good album. If you guys haven't heard this whole album, it's it's pretty right on. So check out Doo-Wop, That Thing, from Lauren Hill, from her 1998 uh, album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Uh, yeah, awesome and awesome album. So I'm going to uh, piggyback off of that and also give you a track off that album, one that uh, – Definitely doesn't get a lot of shine. Everything is everything. Track 13 from that album. I absolutely love that track. It's one of my never get tired of tracks. I love the way that uh, the beat rolls on that song. And yeah, it doesn't get a lot of love. And I love that song. So yes, check that out. Well, all right, everyone. That is it for this episode. Episode 255. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, go over to Anchor. Check out the two new anchors uh, for the the NBA's check-ins. Me and my friends or co-workers and the Zisu here. Uh, also that, uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, follow our Anchor feed. Just go to anchor.fm um, and search East Society and listen to all the stuff that's over there. Uh, head over to YouTube, like and subscribe to our page. Uh, then shoot on over to T Public and pick up a Nice Society shirt or Macnez. Again, I always say this each episode. We got more, ep- or not more episodes, uh, more uh, designs coming. Just not sure really when. So just hang tight. But uh, get a classic one. Because, uh, of course, those classic images will stay up on there, but they will. Uh, Get some new ones, hopefully really soon. Got to talk to my artists. Uh, follow us on Twitter, East Society Pod, MacNez Pod, or at the Zisu. Follow us on Instagram, at East Society Podcast. Still trying to work that thing out. Uh, at the Zisu, at MacNez. Also follow uh, Taylor and I with our uh, Blu-ray IG pages, at Blu-ray Nez, at Blu-ray Terror. And then follow us on TikTok. At East Society Pod, put some uh, videos up of the of the show that uh, my son and I went to, the Violence, see Violence, um, Ex Mortis, I think that's what they're called, and uh, Defiance uh, down in downtown Oakland. It was an awesome show. 
That was amazing. Uh, I'm glad it didn't rain because it rained like all morning. But then when the, we got to the show, the sun came out and, and then it got hot. I got a little, I got darker. So I should have worn my hat. But it was an awesome show. Definitely go check out those videos on TikTok as well as I put some on uh, the MacNest pod on Instagram. Check those out. And uh, yeah, just um, come back for more. We got more of this and that. Uh, we will go check out the new Jurassic World film. But from reviews and my friends that have seen it already, they said it was no good. So well, we don't know yet. We got to go see it and we'll give you our two cents. <laughs> so, uh, I think the critics, crit, the critics uh, trashed it, but the audience, they gave it a good score. So we'll we'll see. I mean, it'll just be good to see the, the legacy characters uh, come back with Star-Lord and uh bryce so we'll see but yeah next episode will definitely uh give you that and if you guys are up in bend oregon and on tuesday night we the east society we will be there for uh one one more heim time or one more heim tour at uh, whatever the place is called uh we saw him down in berkeley at the greek theater awesome awesome show and I uh, cannot wait to see these th- three beautiful women, as well as the openers and their band, take the stage in uh, Rock Bend, Oregon for us. And hopefully we'll get over to the uh, the last blockbuster or whatever, if it's yes. still, still open. I don't even know that. Definitely, yep, that's definitely uh, in the plans. Uh, it's Hayden Homes Amphitheater. Uh, we're staying in a hotel right by it, uh, in walking distance of all this cool stuff. Uh, there's an IMAX there. There's a tiki bar. There's a little winery. So yeah, there's a Red Robin. <laughs> I love Red Robin, but I'm not going all the way to Oregon eat Red Robin. I can get that around here. <laughs> yeah, no. There's plenty. Of, there's the place we're staying in. Like yeah, it's like right across from where the concert is, and uh, there's tons of little little shops and businesses. So. Yeah, there's a river that rolls through town, so it's, uh, we had to walk to the bridge and walk across. But if you guys are there, look for us. Um, you know what we look like if you follow us on everywhere, so we'll be there. Not sure what shirt I'm wearing, either East Society or Magnus, I don't know. But uh, shout out to whoever filmed that video at the Violent Show. Got me in a full East Society uh, t-shirt <laughs> in uh, his uh, thumbnail for his video on YouTube. Uh, it, it's weird that that picture is there and you can see me clearly, but in the video, like seconds, not even a second, you see me go really fast. So I'm glad I'm in the wow. thumbnail. <laughs> but with that, everyone, just please be safe. Come out to the Heim Show in Bend, Oregon on Tuesday night, and we will see you guys there. And if we don't see you there, come back next week and hear uh, whatever else we're going to talk about. I'll definitely, we're going to talk about the new Jurassic Park World or Jurassic World film and whatever else we uh check out so but with that be safe out there and uh we'll talk to you later so until then party on and i hope you guys stay safe and have a great time yep thanks everyone for listening till next time have fun be safe and we'll see you next time you society